Hi, I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and I want to take this time to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to a life-changing word from God. And I pray that as you listen to these podcasts, that it will shape your way of thinking and that you will be walking in the fullness of what God has for you. He said, truly, truly, verily, verily, truly, truly. How many say that's twice? Truly, truly, I say unto you. The reason why Jesus didn't have to say, thus saith the Lord, was because He was the Lord. He was the I Am. Somebody better help me. He was the I Am. He said before Abraham was ever born, I am. So he didn't have to say, thus saith the Lord, because he didn't need a witness. Do you want to know why he didn't need a witness? Because he was. Oh, God. Oh, my. Go to Hebrews 13, 8. Now, listen to this right here. It says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and what? Forever. If you want, let me read one more. Colossians. I love this right here. This is the amplified version. Now, the King James says he is the image of the invisible God, right? Here's the amplified. He is the exact living image, the essential manifestation of the unseen God, the visible representation of the invisible, the firstborn, the preeminent one, the sovereign, and the originator of all creation. Don't y'all love the amplified? Now, you can't quote it because there ain't enough, you don't have enough time to quote it. But I love the Amplify because it gets deeper in the meaning. Now notice what that said. What is that telling you? Now today, listen, how many knows that if you want to know what has changed and hasn't changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament, the Old Covenant to the New Covenant, all you have to do is look at Jesus. You say, what do you mean? Whatever you've seen Jesus do, that lets you know that that carried over into the New Testament. Oh, my, my, my. So if i seen Jesus heal, then that tells me that healing is for today in the New Testament. If I seen Jesus, come on, if I seen Jesus open the blind eyes and open the deaf ears, then that tells me that God, that part has not changed from the old covenant to the new covenant. If I seen Jesus deliver and set the captive free, then I don't have to stand back and question, well, is that for today or is that just something of the Old Testament? No, see, that's what I love about Jesus is He is the exact image of what? The invisible God. So in other words, the what you've seen, the I am in the Old Testament, He showed it to you in physical form, the I am of the New Testament. Somebody give Him praise if you're with me this morning. So watch this. So if so, we don't read, I am the Lord that healeth thee in the New Testament, do we? That's only in the Old. But is it still apply today? Why? Because you've seen the I am healing people. 
y'all got to wake up. We don't, we don't see it saying, I am the provider. I'm Jehovah Jireh in the New Testament. But is he still the provider? Why? Because we've seen the I am in flesh providing. Oh, we're gonna, we got to pay taxes. What are we going to do? Go to the shore, get, get a fish. You're going to find some money in its mouth. He is the provider today. So I don't have to listen. So here's the great thing. As long as I look to Jesus, I will never be in a place of question on what God is today versus what He was in the past. Because the Bible says, I am. You know what that means? That means He's never changing. And I read you the first scripture. It said, Jesus Christ. Somebody say, which is the I am? Is the same yesterday. Today in what? Forever. Come on, give him some praise in here this morning. So he's the same. (laughs) Write this down. The I am means he's everything he says he is at all times. See, See, we've got this notion that sometimes he's not the Savior. Sometimes he's... He's not the provider. Sometimes he's not the healer, but sometimes he is. But you see, when you're the I am, that means you are at all times. In all situations, in all circumstances. It don't make no difference what's going on. The I am is the I am. Somebody say amen if you're with me. So, I got one more thing to lay the foundation. 2 Corinthians 3.14 It's talking about Israel. It says, But their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in what? Christ. But even until this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. So I want you to see this. So watch this right here. So you've got a people. Now the... the, in Romans, it says that they were entrusted with the revelations of God. But you see, they had a limited revelation. They only seen God through the eyes of the Old Testament. Now, I want you to see this now. They only seen God through the eyes of the Old Testament, which was what? Works. You do this, you do that, you do this right here. If you don't do this, then you can't have anything. That was by works. But then Jesus came along and now it was through grace, what? Through faith by grace, you are what? Saved. So that means what? There's nothing you could have done to earn it. It was freely given to you by what? The grace and mercy of God. So therefore, listen, they could not receive that. I told you earlier, if you want to know what has carried over into the New Testament, all you got to do is look at Jesus. How did this say the veil's brought down? Through Christ. If you don't see Christ, the veil will never come down. So I, I, I'm getting something here. Now watch. So they see God one way. And guess what? Because and you know what God is to them? Through the way that they see Him. Now I need you to get this now because I'm going to tell you something. That's how, see, if you see God one way, 
that's the way he's going to be to you. Because you see, there's a veil up. Now watch. So my question is, is there veils up in your life when it comes to God? I want you to ask yourself that. Are there veils in my life that I've put that I can only see God a certain way? Limited revelation. See, you can only go as far as your revelation. Did you understand that? Write that down. You can only go as far as your revelation. Amen. You cannot go to somewhere you don't know about. You can't. Now go to Hebrews 10... 23. Somebody say, your faith must see something in the Spirit. Oh, well, wait a minute, Pastor. You got that wrong. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. That's not what that's saying. That's saying we don't walk by what we see in the natural. We walk by what we see in the Spirit. But make no mistake, your faith has to see something. Hebrews 10, 23. Listen to it. Let us hold fast to the what? Profession or confession of our faith without what? Wavering. For He is faithful that promise. The title of my message today is, Are you holding fast to your confession? Are you? You say, what do you mean? I'm going to show you what I mean. Mary, I'm going to use you for an example. Come on up here. Now, I'm going to show you all something. I got to take his jacket off. Amen. Now, you stand right there, Mary. Now, I want everybody to see this. We're going to learn something great today. It's going to set you free. You ready? Now, watch. Mary, are you saved? Yeah, answer. Answer loud. Are you saved? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Now, how do you know? Now, I'm going to help you out. How do you know? So you're telling me that nobody in this room could come up to you and no matter what they say to try to convince you otherwise, you would believe that you are saved. And you hold fast to that confession, don't you? Okay, so, so stay right there. So watch this. So this is what most Christians can do. You say what? Hold fast to our confession. You know what that means to so many of us? Salvation. Now watch, everyone, how many in here by the, by the showing of hands is saved? Raise your hand. Everybody raise their hand. Are you sure? So you've made up your mind. I'm saved, I'm a child of God, nobody convinced me otherwise. I don't care what you say to me, I don't care what's going on in my life. I am saved and I know I'm saved. That's you, raise your hand. So you're holding fast to your confession when it comes to your salvation, right? All right, but let's let's learn something. Mary, do you believe that God will keep you in health from this day forward till you take your last breath and you'll never have sickness again in your body? Did y'all see that? Now, I'm not picking on Mary. I could have picked on anybody. But do you see that? See, we're so dead set on our salvation. Oh, I know I'm saved. I, I don't care. You can't tell me I know I'm saved. I'm a child of God. 
See, we're good at that. We hold fast to our confession of what? Salvation. But if we start talking about something else, I, see, I asked her, I said, Mary, do you think or do you know that God will keep you in health the rest of your life? Well, let's do another one. Mary, do you believe that from this day forward, now I'm not going to ask you age because I was raised, you don't ask a woman how old she is. Now listen, I know you're 21. So watch this, watch, watch, watch. All right, I'm going to say, Mary, do you believe that from this day forward to the rest of your life, do you believe that you're not going to struggle financially one bit? You're going to be able to pay all your bills, and you're going to be able to help everybody else. You'll never have financial trouble as long as you live. Do you believe that? See, we got that. No, I'm scared to answer that because I don't know. My question is, you go ahead and sit down, Mary. Thank you. My question is this, watch. Why is it that we can know about our salvation, but we can't know about the rest of God? Because you see, that same God that said, I am the Lord that heals you, He also said, I'm the Lord that takes away all sickness and disease from you. I'll put none of the diseases that I put upon the Egyptians upon you. That's the same God. And you notice, no matter who came up to Jesus, He never said, well, no, this is for your learning. This is, for your, this is to make you a stronger Christian. No, He never said that. You ever notice that? That's what the church says. But you notice that everybody that came to Jesus, He healed them. Every deaf person came to Him, they started hearing. Every blind person, they started hearing. Every person that was oppressed by the devil, they were set free. So why is it, now I didn't do this to pick on any of you today. I did this to open your eyes. Listen, why is it that we can hold fast to our salvation? We all go through trouble. We all go through problems. But watch this. None of us, most of us, never question our salvation, do we? We never say, well, bless God, I don't know if I'm saved or not. Because if I'm really saved, I wouldn't be going through this right now. No, none of us do that. Now, there's a few of you in here maybe that you struggle with your salvation. Some days maybe you wake up and you say, well, listen, I don't know about this. Now, let me, let me ask you a question. All those that raised your hand that said, I'm dead, set, convinced on my salvation. Are there days that you wake up and you don't feel saved? You better raise your hand. There are days you wake up and you don't feel saved. There are days that you pray and you don't feel like the walls are shaking. And, and, and bars, jail bars are busting open. No, there are days that you pray and you don't feel anything. There are days that you cry out to God and you may not hear His voice right away. But that doesn't sway you. You ever notice that? Now why? Because you've made up your mind. I'm going to show you something. You've made up your mind that you are holding fast without wavering on your salvation. My question is, why can't we do that with every part of God? Why can't we, if we can believe God to save us for the rest of our life, See, if I'd have said, Mary, do you believe that God's going to keep you saved for the rest of your life? Oh, yeah, honey. 
That's what it would have been, wouldn't it? Because we have no doubt on it. We are without wavering. Why can't we do that with our health? Why can't we do that with our prosperity? Why can't we do that, listen, with our peace and our joy? Why can't we do that on our walk with God? Why can't we do that, church? Let me tell you why. Because we've made up our mind that God is not the same in every area of our life. Mm -mm -mm. See, we come up with slogans like this. Well, you know, sometimes He does, sometimes He doesn't. I don't know what God you serve. But my God never sometimes does and sometimes He doesn't. <laughs> if somebody's not healed, it's not on His end. Somebody better talk to me. It's not on His I'm tired of God getting the rap for somebody's lack of faith or not doing what they're supposed to, to, to do or whatever. Let me tell you something. God is always faithful. I said He is always faithful. Always. So it's not God's end. See, you need to quit waking up and wasting your time. You say, wasting my time doing what? Wasting your time trying to figure out if God's going to keep His end of the deal. That's a waste of time. You just wasted five or ten minutes. Quit wasting your time. God, I want, God, did you forget? Did you forget that you were supposed to do this for me? Are you going to still do this? I don't have to do that. That's a waste of my time. Because God has never been slack concerning His Word. Peter said He is not slothful when it comes to His promises. He's not delaying them. He's not being slow about them. But what's He doing? Peter said it. He said He's waiting on you. He's waiting on you to get to the place where He can release it on you. So God is never the problem. Who's the problem? Me. Somebody say amen. So if I can hold fast to my confession on my salvation, why can't I do it with my health? Now watch this. I'm going to show you something. How many, raise your hands one more again. If you're dead set convinced on your, or your salvation, raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand. Everybody raise your hand. Now watch this. Answer me this. When's the last time the devil came to you and tried to mess with you on your salvation? Now hold on a minute, hold on now. Are you sure about that? Because you told me, hey, I'm dead set. Nobody, nothing's going to change my mind. I know I'm saved. Right? So you notice the areas that you're fully convinced without wavering. Do you ever notice that the enemy never bothers you in that area? You ever notice that? If you don't have, watch it. If you don't have uh, self-worth issues, the devil's never come to you and say, oh, you're ugly. No, you're like, you're crazy, get out of here. I know who I am, you know what I'm saying? You never struggle with that, do you? So you notice that everybody in here that raised your hand, that you're without wavering, I know I'm saved. You ever notice the devil don't come to you and say, oh, I don't think you're saved. You want to know why? Because he knows it would be a waste of time to invest in that. Write that down. It would be a waste of time. Why would I waste my time? The Bible says his time is short. So why would he waste his time trying to, trying to get you to come off of something that you are fully convinced and persuaded on? 
No, 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 no. What's he going to invest his time in? He's going to invest his time in the areas that you're not sure of. So watch this. You ever notice it's never your salvation being attacked, but it's your health. Ooh, come on. See, I'm getting you to think now. It's your health. Those of you in here that's not sure on whether God, well, sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't. That's where he's going to attack you. That's why the symptoms come. That's why they, and, and a lot of times we don't hold fast to our confession. The same God who saved you is the same God who keeps you healthy. The same God who saves you is the same God. He's the, somebody say he's the same God. He's not changed. He said, I'll share my glory with no man, with no other, especially an idol. He said, I am the Lord and there's none beside me. So if he's, the sa- if he's the Savior, He's also the healer. Just as much as He is the Savior, He's also the provider. Just as much as He is the Savior. I'm trying to give you a revelation in here this morning that you need to quit walking around with fear and anxiety and worry about you all the time because the same confidence you have in God keeping you safe and keeping you from the fires of hell is the same confidence you need to have when it comes when you're walking around. Everybody else might be sick, but you're not getting sick. Everybody else may be struggling financially, but you're not struggling. Why? Because He saved me. And if he's my savior, then he's got to be my healer too. God Almighty. See, there was a time. Now listen, church, I'm blessed. I am blessed. I'm blessed financially. I am blessed with my family. I'm blessed with this wonderful ministry. I am blessed. God has blessed me. But you want to know why? Now watch this. Because I seen him as that. See, many of you are walking around saying, well, well why, don't, why don't God do that for me? Why is God keeping this one? Why, I, I, you know, I'm sick as a dog. Why is God blessing so-and-so when, when, he, when I, I can barely get by? It's all about how you see God. Because you see, I'm going to help you out in here today. Because you see, let me tell you something. No matter how much God wants to do something for you, He will never override your faith. Never. You hear me now? He will never override your faith. See, I told you the children of Israel cannot receive. Even to this day, they can't receive the fullness of God because all they see Him as is the old covenant. Do you see that? They can't receive it. We have something better than they do. Why? Because we have a greater revelation. But what I'm concerned with in the body of Christ is that we have, a, we have a revelation of a Savior. But we don't have a revelation of a healer. We don't have a revelation of a provider. We don't have a revelation of someone who is our peace. He's our joy. So when the when the antidepressant commercials come on, it's talking about us too. Y'all ain't talking to me. Oh, we're so convinced that we're saved. 
So convinced, so set on it. Nobody can, can twist it around. Nobody can convince you otherwise. But when it comes to your health, that's where you've got a problem. So guess what? That's why the enemy keeps attacking your health. When it comes to your finances, you, well, you know, I, I, don't, I can't afford to give. You heard me say it earlier. You can't afford not to. You can't afford not to give. And because there, watch this, because you see God as that way, guess what? That's why you're always struggling financially. God is the same. Say amen if you're with me. God is the same. He's the same. He is never more of one than He is the other. He's never more of the Savior than He is the healer. Oh my God, I'm fixing I can't help it. I'm getting excited. He's never... He's never the healer more than he is the provider. He said, I am. Say that with me. I am. Should I start worrying about my finances? I am. I am that I am. Well, there's a, there's a, a sickness going around. Should I be afraid? Should I stay home and not go out? Anymore? I am. All oh, this world... It's falling apart. How can anybody be happy? How can anybody have peace? I am. Do you see that? <laughs> Hebrews 3.1 Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle, here it is, and the high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. So what did it say? He is the apostle and high priest of our what? Profession. Ooh, what does that mean? I'm so glad you asked me. Watch this. As I said earlier, there was nothing I could do to pull Mary off of her salvation. So you know what? The devil don't even try. If she wakes up tomorrow morning and the devil says, Mary, you ain't saved, you're going to laugh. See, like you're doing now. You're laughing. <laughs> what? Crazy. Because she is holding fast to her confession in her salvation. But I wonder how many of you, the devil wakes up. Now listen, this is the same way if you struggle with your salvation. You know what the devil does? When you wake up, you don't, you're not really. When you got up from the altar, you didn't really get anything. Do you see how this? It works in any area. You think I'm just talking about healing or, or, or providing. No, it works. If you struggle with your salvation, that's where he's going to hit you. That's where he's going to invest his time. Why? Because you're not holding fast to it. So it's worth the investment. Who do you think? You're? You can't do anything from God. Am I really saved? Do I really have what it takes? And that's the area he works in. Now watch. God, write this down. God cannot be what you don't believe him for. God cannot be what you don't believe Him for. So listen, if it is my mindset, if this is how I see God, that He doesn't keep me in health, 
then guess what? I cannot be surprised if I don't stay in health. You see what I'm saying? If I see God as He's just out to get me, come on, that's how a lot of people see Him. He's just waiting on you to slip up one time, boy, and I'm going to... That's how people see God. And so what do they do? They walk around like this. You know? That's how people see God. So God is to you however you see Him. Oh, my, my. You need to get this today. You're not going to hear this. See, w- w- see, you've been taught God is who He is. It don't make no No, God is who He is. But when it comes to things in your life, He never overrides your faith. So you need to get that. If you can't believe Him for something, He's not going to give it to you. Somebody say amen. I know we don't want to hear this, but it's the truth. That's the, that's the truth. So I must get a revelation, a clear revelation of who God is. See, I used to struggle financially. I did. My family did. I mean, we had it rough. Y'all don't know. I'm talking not knowing where, who's going to buy our groceries next. Somebody say, yeah. But I got a revelation one day. You know what that revelation was? God don't want me broke. Now the church said it was holy. Somebody talked to me. The church said it that that was all right. That you know that's just something. That's just one of the things you got to deal with. Is the same God that said I am your healer. You know what else He said? He said I am the one that gives you power to obtain wealth. What you gonna do with that one? So when I got a revelation one day that God wanted me blessed, guess what? Things begin to turn around in my finances. I'm trying to get you, I'm trying to tell you something. That how you see God matters. And now today, I'm a blessed man. And I'm only going to get more blessed. Somebody say, hey. Why? Because that's how I see God. When I was a kid, I got sick all the time, didn't I? Got sick all, every time. I, I was sick all the time. What's wrong with Robbie? He's crouping his lungs out. He's sick. Then I got a revelation one day. Wait a minute. I opened this Bible. I got in the Bible. You see, it'll do wonders for you, church, if you get in this Bible for yourself. Somebody give God some praise on that. It'll do you wonders. So watch, I got in this word, and I started reading those scriptures. I take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast their young. I'll bless your bread. I'll bless your water. I started reading them scriptures. And then I came to the conclusion. You ready? What the? God don't want me sick either. <laughs> Woo! He don't want me sick. Now, the pharmaceutical companies, they want you sick. Somebody said, praise God. They want you sick. Why? Because that's money. By the word, we, we get that, by the way, we get that word uh, uh, pharmacy from the Greek word pharmakia, which means witchcraft. Let me get off that. 
So watch. So when I got that revelation, it began to change my life. So, Because I, I no longer seen God as just my salvation. I seen Him now as my provider. When money would get low, they say, you going to worry? No, I'm not going to worry because I've obligated God. I've paid my tithes. I've gave how you want. I've obligated God to meet my finances. Now, you start talking like that, you're going to get crazy looks from me. What are you talking about obligating God? You can't obligate God. Yes, you can. You can obligate God. Same way with your salvation. Guess what, church? If you live for Him, if you serve Him, God's obligated to save you. Oh, y'all should have put your hands together right there. Come on now. He's obligated. If I believe in Jesus Christ, He's obligated to save me. Woo. You start talking like that, you're going to get people mad in church. Let me get on. Like I said, God is not a respecter of persons. He is not a respecter. So what's the difference? God is a respecter of faith. Write that down. God is a respecter of faith. If you can believe God for it, you can have it. If you can't believe God for it, don't get mad when somebody else got it and you didn't. God wasn't showing favoritism. No, He was honoring the faith of that other one. Are you seeing that now? So God is not a respecter of persons, but He is a respecter of faith. See, I know in a lot of churches, we've been taught that the pastor is just supposed to be blessed. Uh Uh-uh. The man of God is just supposed to be blessed. No, no, no. Every person in the body of Christ is supposed to be blessed. Do you know how blessed God wants you to be? He wants you to be so blessed that you pay off your stuff and then you're able to pay off somebody else's stuff. And then they can pay off somebody. It's just a chain reaction. And it keeps going and it keeps going. Why? Because the Bible declares He's made you a lender and not a borrower. Mm-mm-mm. Are y'all enjoying this? So watch this. Whatever I believe Him for, that's what He has to be to me. You say, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Whatever I believe in for, what does faith feed off of? Somebody say the word. Faith is by hearing, hearing by the what? Word. So my faith is activated by the word. So whatever God says he is in here, it's not like I'm making up stuff. God's this, God's that. No, whatever I'm telling you that God is that I'm believing in for, I've seen it in his word. So therefore, he has to be whatever I believe in for. So at the same token, church, if I believe him as being a God that sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't, that's what you're going to get. If I believe him that he can keep me in my salvation, but he can't keep me in my healing, that's what you're going to get. If I believe that he can keep me in my healing and keep me in my salvation, but he can't keep me in my finances, that's what you're going to get. You're going to have a healthy body, but not be able to do anything. Somebody say, ooh, revelation. Numbers 14, 28. Watch this. If you don't, this is going to back up what I just said. Say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so I do to you. So will I do to you. What's he going to do to you? 
Whatever you spoke. I just read it. Right there it is. I didn't twist that verse. I didn't try to make it say something that it's not. I just read it to you. So what are you saying? Are you saying to me that God is going to be to me whatever I say? Yes. Bless God, nothing ever turns around. Is it turned around yet? Nope. Why? Because God said, I'll be to you what you say. I will do to you what I've heard come out of your mouth. Preacher, why do you talk about healing all the time? Because he'll be to me. (laughs) I wish I had an organ. He'll be to me whatever comes out of my mouth. Why you, why you keep talking about a big, worldwide, bigger than big, larger than large ministry? Because he'll be to me whatever comes out of my mouth. Are you seeing what I'm saying in here, church? I'm here to tell you today that if you start lining your mouth up with the word of God, not what brother, sister, sister, so-and-so said. No, if you start lining up with the word of God, God is going to be to you what you say. Mm-mm. But you know what you speak? What you see. <laughs> That's what you speak. Now, if you live by faith, you're not speaking what you're seeing here. You're speaking what you're seeing in your spirit. Let me continue. I dare you to start speaking in the now. What you believe in God for. Come on, church. Listen to me when I say that. I dare you. You remember back in school, what would somebody do to try to get you to do something? They say, I double dog dare you. That's when it got serious. I double dog dare you. So now, listen, church, I'm trying to get serious with you. I double dog dare you this morning to try to start speaking into the now what you're believing God for. I never forget what God told me. It's been a while back. He, he said, I want you to start doing this. Now, before, I'd always spoke what God said He was going to do, but I'd always speak it in the future. Now, watch this. He said, now I want you to start speaking it in the present. So, in other words, I want you to talk as if it's here. Look at somebody. This is crazy. This is crazy. So every day I go out there in that field and I say, this is my home. Look, how be- look at the landscape. It's beautiful. You see this driveway? Look at the driveway. And I'll tell the Lord. I say, you see this right here? Look at it. It's so beautiful. Why are you doing that? Because that's what he told me to do. First, first and foremost, that's what he told me to do. And secondly, because I understand if I'm ever going to get what's up there in the here, I've got to start speaking it here. As long as I stop, as long as I keep speaking it in the future, it's going to stay in the future. Somebody better help me in here. But as I start speaking it into the now, come on. That's why he said, by his stripes you were healed. Not I'm going to be healed. I'm going to be healed. I'm going to be healed. And you see, if you're not careful, you let the enemy keep you in the land of Gona. You ever been in the land of Gona? Well, bless God, God's going to do this, and God's going to do that, and God's going to do this, and God's going to 20 years later, God's going to do this, and God's going to do that. We got to get out of the land of Gona. And we got to get into the land of possession. 
Oh, come on, somebody. There has to come a time. I know we got to speak things that are not as though they were. But sometimes we got to start pulling it into the now. See, what God has spoken unto you is already done. Somebody say it's already done. It's not going to be done. It was done the moment he spoke it. So what's my responsibility? My responsibility is to pull what is already done in the spirit into the now. Somebody give him some praise if you're with me. It's, I got to pull it in. <clears throat> Every day I keep speaking into the now. I'm pulling it in. I'm pulling it in. Whew. So you got to speak. You got to speak things. When's the last time you looked in the mirror and spoke to yourself? You know what I do? I, I look in the mirror and I say, you're going to look good all the days of your life. Huh? Come on. You're going to look good all the days of your life. You're going to keep your hair. You're going to have vitality. You say, you done lost your mind. Yes, I have. For Jesus. I'm convinced of what he told me. I'm convinced that if he told me he's going to do it, that he's going to do it. It's already done. Now, I'm not going to ask anybody in here who's ever laid hands on their stomachs, I command you to shrink in Jesus' name. I'm not going to ask that. Because I'm going to get a lot of hands. <laughs> Write this down. The same steadfastness you have on your salvation, have it in all things. Somebody say all things. All things. All things. You can do it, church. I just proved it to you. How can anybody walk in health all the days of our life? I just proved it to you. You've done planned. You've done made up in your mind. You're going to walk in salvation all the days of your life. Why can't you do the same thing? Why? Because somebody told you it wasn't possible. That's where I want to be. See, people told me for you, it's impossible. You can't have a big ministry. <laughs> You, you, you can't get on TV. You can't do that. You know how much money it costs to get on TV? Every, everything in my life people told me I couldn't do, I used it to say, Lord, I thank you. See, the next time, how many in here, somebody's crushed your dreams? Come on. You told somebody, you told them in good faith. You told somebody, hey, man, this is what I'm believing God for. And they probably laughed at you. Well, let me tell you something. Thank God. See, watch this. Watch, watch, watch. Everything that God has told me He's going to do to date is literally impossible right now in the natural. It's impossible. But I thank Him for it. You want to know why? Because no one will be able to take credit but Him. Do you see that? Nobody. They won't, they won't be able to say, oh, well, he done that because I didn't. No, they'll have to say, my God, there ain't no other way. That had to be God. That had to be God. 
Raise your hands in here this morning and say, Lord, give me those situations where people say, it had to be God. There's no other way. I I know that I know. Now, I want to know this God that you've been telling me about. Because if He'd done that in your life, what can He do in mine? Hallelujah. Ephesians 3.19, last scripture. Ephesians 3.19. It says, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Somebody say, the fullness of God. Actually, back up one word. Say, all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do what? Exceedingly. Mm, Abundantly. Above all that we ask. What are you asking him? Above all that you think, what are you thinking? (laughs) According to the power which worketh in what? Not in Him. In what? Ooh. See, there is one difference. Somebody come up and play the piano, whoever's going to play. There is one difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Are you ready? The Old Testament, the I am, was with us. In the New Testament, the I am is in us. How many's ever looked at them stories in the Old Testament and think, man, I wish God was like that today. I wish, my, my, that was some mighty feats that they did. Guess what? That was just Him being with them. Imagine what God can do on the inside of us when He's not just with us, but He's what? In us. Imagine what God can do in your life, church, when you start realizing that the great I am that I am is on the inside of you. So the next time you start doubting God, the next time you start being afraid, oh, will I measure up in this? Will I measure up in that? Realize that the great I am is in you, ready to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that that we ever ask or think of according to what? The power that works within us. Put your hands together. Give God some praise. He's ready. He's ready. (laughs) My God. Holding fast to my confession. Write this down. Holding fast to my confession is tapping into the one who reigns in me. So let's take it a step further. So now that we know that the great I am is on the inside of us, guess what? Holding fast to my confession is not just speaking something. See, I'm going to prove it to you. How many of you wake up every day saying, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved? No. But you're confident, aren't you? You know what you're doing? You're still holding on to your confession. You know what you're doing? You're walking it out. Oh, my God. Somebody hear me. You're walking it out. See, what they use, they don't use confession. They use profession. 
Now, a lot of people, if you ask them, what is your profession? They don't say, well, this is what I say. No. What do they say? This is what I do. I'm a lawyer. I'm a doctor. I'm a contractor. I'm this. I'm a banker. I'm this. I'm that. Profession. So when I when I'm holding fast to my confession I'm tapping into the great I am on the inside of me which means I'm walking it out that means if if symptoms are trying to attack my body I don't just lay there and say God I'm healed I'm healed no 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 you walk it out you walk it out same thing in your finances you don't just say well I know I know God will make a way You don't let the enemy stop you from giving. You walk it out. Somebody say, whatever I sow, I reap. In anything in my life, whatever I sow, I reap. If I sow joy into your life, I'm going to reap joy. If I sow a blessing into your life, I'm going to reap a blessing. Why? Because Galatians says, Be not deceived, for God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. So if you sow something for God, he's not going to be mocked. And you not reap what you sow. Hallelujah. If I have him, write this down. If you have him, you have peace, joy, health, and prosperity already on the inside of you. So what can the devil do to stop you? As I told you earlier, he is not going to invest his time where it's going to be wasted. He's going to try to hit you where you're questionable. But my question to you, church, is this. What's he going to do when you're no longer questionable? What's he going to do when you're holding to your health just as hard as you're holding on to your salvation? You're holding on to your peace. Or or you're holding on to, my kids won't stray away. But I'm building a legacy. They're going to follow in my footsteps. They're going to love God as I love him. I hold on to that just as hard as I do my salvation. Stand in this place. Hallelujah. Lift your hands up and just close your eyes for a moment. Cut that music up just a little bit, Dave. I want you to forget about 